0: Faceline Podcast, the pod where normal people become incrementally less shit.
1: Occasionally.
0: I'm Stacey Fisher. And I'm Taryn Heddo. And together, we're sisters and a pair of normies who have stopped pretending that the new year will deliver a
1: sense of self-discipline we've never managed once in our lives. Before we begin, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands in which we are recording this podcast for us today. That is the lands of the Gadigal people and also the lands of the Wurundjeri people. Sovereignty was never ceded and it always was, always will be Aboriginal land.
0: Taryn, we have a lot to catch up on this week. We do. It's been several weeks since our last podcast. It has. Christmas. There's been ham. Well, for me, not you. No. Vegan (laughs) roast. Did mum eat the vegan roast? I don't
1: think so. No, of course not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We are also changing up the format again because this is our podcast and we can. We want to bring the focus in a bit and hold each other accountable for just one thing each week. We realised at the end of last year that we were talking about minimum baseline and then talking about a bunch of big lofty ambitions each week in complete contradiction to the idea of a minimum baseline. So we're reining things in and drilling down to one dumb thing we're acting on each week to move us closer
1: to our goals. Exactly. What else are we doing? Bat-shittery. bat yes, of course. Yeah, we're doing bat You know, I, I still haven't completely let go of the new year, new me. Not not quite new me, but, you know, slightly <laughs> more motivated me. I do think that the new year is a good time to uh, reflect and to start anew. Uh, unfortunately for me, my, I'm really going to commit to my rehab program turned into a week of being almost too tired to walk. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> new New year.
0: Even worse than me. old me. <laughs> <laughs> I do agree that the new year is a time to reflect and recharge and therefore take a look at your life and reset a little bit but yeah I'm taking a more minimum baseline approach this year rather than a I'm going to run a marathon and become this disciplined human being who will do everything perfectly all of the time always I've given up on that (laughs) I am an average human doing slightly above average things
1: well speaking of average humans do you want to hear about my bat shittery for this week i do indeed first one of 2023 so my bat shittery, listen i am unreasonably fond of prince harry okay i get <laughs> that he is a royal and yep. that means that he's always going to be a bit out of touch And I do understand that what he's putting out into the world is very managed. I approach this with uh, the sense of fun that I think it deserved. He has released or is in the process of releasing an autobiography. I think it was released today. There you go. So, in the lead up to the release of this autobiography, there has been a week long drip of weird anecdotes that has been released to the internet and the man has redefined tell-all autobiography <laughs> because honestly some of the stuff that he
0: has said Mate, is... you were not around in the 90s during the tampon and the toe-sucking incident
1: <laughs> no but i have watched the crown so i am i am aware It is just, some of the things are hysterical. Like, a lot of it's harmless. Prince Harry calls William's hair loss alarming and says (sighs) that his resemblance to their mother, Princess Diana, has faded with time. Like, that's just a cheap (laughs) shot. Like (laughs) uh, You're also balding, Harry. So, you know, settle (laughs) down. down. Prince Harry reveals that Camilla Parker Bowles turned his bedroom into a dressing room as soon as he moved out. Which is particularly funny because they live in a 400 room palace, and she chose his <laughs> room to turn into a dressing room. Very, very, very funny. Prince Harry reveals he once did mushrooms at Courtney Cox's house, where he hallucinated that her toilet was talking to him. So, my my particular favorite, which I don't have the exact tweet in front of me. But it was that he lost his virginity to an older woman who spanked him somewhere reasonably public, and he was terrified that it was going to get out. Now, there's this, there's this fantastic quote, and I, I don't exactly remember where it comes from, uh, but it goes like this. We should all know less about each other. We should <laughs> all know less. Why do you need to tell us all of these things? I mean, some of it is a a bit more serious and talking about his time at the palace and his experiences and and the way that he was treated, which which is terrible. And I do actually have quite a lot of sympathy. Like I'm coming at this from someone who is team Harry and Meghan, but I do have to laugh at all of this. Did you see, speaking about
0: shittery, did you see how the woman who was suggested took his virginity denied taking his virginity? oh my god I didn't actually see that part she tweeted an image of ginger nut biscuits with the caption the only ginger nuts I've ever touched
1: <laughs> oh my goodness see, the this best. Is, that's that's bachelory and uh, yeah so <laughs> the release of Prince Harry's autobiography is bachelory. this week's now- bachelory <laughs> yeah I don't think that royalty should exist, but I am also a historian, and so this stuff really hits a sweet spot for me. It <laughs> really, I really do enjoy it. Um, again, as human beings, you know, I hope they're, they're okay as humans, but the, yeah. the the paraphernalia around it really, really gets me. All right, Stacey, what is your bachelorette this week? Well, two weeks into 2023? is it t- It's not even two weeks.
0: It's not even two weeks into 2023 Taryn and this year is already embarrassing it began with real promise Greta Thunberg was sitting about in her Swedish house which I imagine to be rather beige minding her own business and out of nowhere gets to participate in the glorious self-own that was Andrew Tate getting arrested for rape and human trafficking thanks to a rogue pizza box great well done 2023 we're off to a good start but (laughs) just like the three previous Januaries before it we were quickly reminded that we are in fact living in a dysfunctional Orwellian hellscape full of liars and fuckwits when we witness Kevin McCarthy go 15 rounds with a group of 20 far-right Republicans headed up by intellectual giant Matt Gates and lose over and over
1: again is this the speaker thing that happened because this has been in my periphery. I've been too tired to investigate exactly what's going on. Only that every sort of day I was going on the internet and seeing, oh my God, they're still voting. Yeah. So, a hundred years ago, someone did a couple of rounds.
0: This guy did 15 rounds. It just goes to show how dysfunctional congress has become so you would have if you missed it all you would have missed the fact that he ate possibly the biggest turd sandwich in american political history when he agreed to lower from five to one the number of members required to sponsor a resolution to force a vote on ousting the speaker mm-hmm. so anybody in the house can say anybody in, you know in the republican can say not. Nah. Don't want you to be the speaker anymore over anything no matter how trivial what could possibly go wrong right so this effectively means that lauren Boebert, an election denier who believes that women are lesser vessels and who has said thousands of words on the topic of trans story time and grooming and none on church leadership and actual pedophilia gets to hold him to ransom
1: on every single bill that passes through the house sorry Side note: How good is it that George Pell's dead? Uh, you can't defame know. a dead person. You can't defame a dead person. It's yeah, just, I hope he's enjoying. I hope hell exists just for him. Literally, it's the only time
0: that you are like. I don't want to be an atheist. I want to be religious because if there is a bad place, you are going to the bad place. Correct. Anyway, these people single-handedly have the power to grind the world economy to a halt. In what Wall Street has dubbed financial Armageddon when debt ceiling negotiations begin in the House come August. All of this in order to usher in the 118th US Congress, which will include George Santos, who we've discussed. Jewish. Jewish. <laughs> An Ivy League educated property tycoon and Wall Street banker, whose mother, one of Wall Street's first female senior executives, came to America in search of the American dream, and who died as a result of injuries sustained during the September 11 attacks, several years before four of his employees were killed in the Pulse nightclub massacre. Uh Haha, just kidding. He lied about all of that. All of it. All of it is a lie. So it has since been revealed that he's a serial fraudster who never went to college, who worked in a call center on $15 an hour during the time he claimed to be working at Goldman Sachs, who lives with his sister on Long Island and does not own 13 properties, and whose cleaner mother died penniless in 2016. And he's not Jewish, but if you thought that Ukrainian Jews escaping the Holocaust meant that his family were of Jewish faith, then that's on you. What the Catholic Brazilian Santos meant was that he was not Jewish, but Jew-ish. The
1: worst. <laughs> I just, that line is just like in my the brain best.
0: forever. The best. Anyway, one of McCarthy's first order of business was to swear Santos in as the representative for New York's third congressional district. So if that's not that shit... Nothing is. Anyway, the Lincoln uh, Project is now running a live poll asking Twitter whether Kevin McCarthy will outlast a lettuce. <clears throat> that's two weeks into 2023. Embarrassing. Good stuff. <laughs> what small dumb thing are you working on this week? What are you working on? And then tell me the small dumb thing you're working on
1: to move you towards. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you had asked me this at the beginning of the year, uh, I would have said uh, something about my health. I would have said... Having this determination to do my rehab regularly, having a determination to to get better. And that was two weeks ago when I thought that all of this was somewhat in my control. And what the last week and a half has reinforced to me is that a lot of it isn't. There There are things that are in my control, mm-hmm. but I'm still really sick. I went to the doctors yesterday. Heart rate still rises, my blood pressure still falls when I stand up, you know, my blood pressure falls like thirty or something. I don't really know how blood pressure works, but it falls. Heart rate still goes up in in the twenties. Um I'm still sick. It's mm. I still can't properly walk around the block. You can't really do too much strenuously. And so what I need to do then is instead of trying to constantly fight this, which I tried and then had had a a few cries in the past week, you know, "It's, it's, it's helpless, it's helpless, it's all helpless, I don't want to be like this. Instead of trying to fight it, I need to learn this year to work with it, to advocate for myself, to look after my brain because... I can't go That's for a run money maker. or go to the gym mm-hmm. or do any of those things that I used to do that most people do to make themselves feel better. If I'm, you know, particularly frustrated, I can't go for a walk really. Like I can't leave the house very much. It's all very, um, you know, I need to find different ways to look after my brain. So my small dumb thing for the next fortnight is to stay off social media as much as possible, stay off my phone Mm -hmm. as much as possible, and to read a little bit every single day. That's my small dumb thing. Now, the reading part should come easily. I'm actually beginning uh, what's called my C licence in football coaching, which is the first step in professional Professional coaching ladder. I don't intend on becoming a professional coach. I just wanted to do this because it will enhance my knowledge of football. It will make me a better coach for my kids that I coach uh, who will be under 14s this year. So I'll probably be doing, a, a, I, know, I will definitely be doing a lot of reading for that. I have writing to do, but I need to look after my brain. As you said, it's my moneymaker. I need to stay off social media and I need to learn to live with my abilities mm-hmm. and not constantly try and fight it. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Correct. So you're going to read or it a bit
0: every day and you're going to stay off social media.
1: Correct. All right. Well, that's me done, Stacey. What small dumb thing are you working on this week?
0: As I mentioned at the end of last year, I've been in this kind of state of transition, meh, me, me, me. Over the Christmas period, my business partner and I took a really good chunk of time off from the business for the first time in a long time. And we've got an amazing VA now, and she basically ran the show. I spent some time doing really simple things with people that I love, filling my cup. So it was rest and renewal, and then I got a bit of time to really think about what my goals. For 2023 are. You had inspired me with your career change. And, you know, I was that kid that only ever wanted to write. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't a child who changed my mind about what I wanted to do. I'd wanted to be a journalist like Geraldine Brooks in a flak jacket in the Middle East since the day I realized that was a job that I could do, wanted to write. And I thought, well, why not? Why don't I write? I wrote a book, I'd never finished it. Actually, I finished it. I submitted it, but it was terrible. <laughs> I never edited it. I haven't looked at it since, it's, you know. <laughs> I've got some great ideas around writing, you know, about one of our Aboriginal ancestors. I've done all the research. I'm just going to do it. And if it's fucking terrible, it's fucking terrible, but I'm just going to do it, Taryn. Taryn? Mm. I'm going to publish. I'm going to start with nonfiction because I feel like I can do that. That's not so much of my heart on the line. I'm not exposing so much of myself. So I'm going to take baby steps. I'm going to write nonfiction first and I've got some good content I'm going to release around that. My goal is to write a nonfiction book and a couple of workbooks and I'm using the 12-week year method So my first step is to come up with a good topic that has enough appeal that it's not just going to sit on Amazon and never make a sale. So we will be self-publishing, of course, because who's going to publish me? I'm nobody and I'm shit. (laughs) (laughs) But again, minimum baseline, baby steps, I'm going to start there. Uh, I'm just going to kind of work out how publishing works. And I did work in publishing years ago, um, but lots changed (laughs) in the last 15 years. Yeah. And so this 12-week sprint, I'm going to get a manuscript. I'm going to hammer it out. I've seen, I've got some good mates who have written nonfiction in a couple of weeks of graft, you know, so I know that I can do it. And that's what I'm going to do this 12 weeks. So my small dumb thing there is to research. I've got a few ideas and I'm going to research those to see if there is enough potential for me to launch a book in that territory. Amazing. So that's my small dumb thing. And then I'm, you know, I'm training for another triathlon on the 23rd of Feb and I've got a trade fair for Minnow on the 18th of Feb. So yeah, I've got a few things that I'm, I'm kind of working on that I really want to do well at, Mm -hmm. but that's my main thing. That's my, that's my big scary thing for the year is to write a book. Amazing. And I had spoken on the podcast about growing the the podcast and blah, blah, blah. And I, I don't think that's going to be a priority for the next little while, maybe Mm -hmm. next quarter. These you know these twelve week sprints are great because you do twelve weeks of really hard graft. You have a few weeks off. You start another twelve week sprint.
1: It's like terms in school.
0: Well, yeah, and the insight is it's actually a book, and I've read it, and it's okay, but really it's just a methodology, like everything. The idea is that at, you know towards the end of the financial year, if you if you're off target. Everybody pulls together. Everybody works really, really, really hard to pull in sales and cut costs and do what you need to do to make your financial target for the year. Towards Christmas, everybody works really, really hard because they want to be able to take a chunk of time off over Christmas. So there's there is this kind of, behavior that humans indulge in when it comes to work Mm. and that is you can actually pull off these intense sprints so long as you know that there is relief coming at the end if you think that you can work at 100 percent capacity all the time you're not going to do it but if you know that there is a reward at the end or it's just a short period of time or yeah there's that So operating on that insight i will tell you in 12 weeks time whether it works or not but a lot of people have said a lot of great things about it i've got the methodology which i might throw up on the website we've got the the daily planners and the weekly planners are up on the website they have been we've had some people signing up that's been exciting watching new subscribers sign up to the website yeah so if you are listening and you do want to get hold of those go to the website minimumbaseline.com and click the free downloadables the free
1: planners and they'll be sent to you instantly. Amazing. That completely makes sense because one of the things that you hear and one of the things that you feel if you're working a long project, the first thing that comes to mind is a thesis for some reason. I've never done a PhD, I've done an honors. But people who do PhDs will often say, like, you know, you start off really motivated, but then you you hit this point where you're like, I cannot work this hard for three years. <laughs> like no. I cannot ten hour days for three years. Like mm. there needs to be something. And that's why in any long project you break things down. You go, Okay, I'm gonna work really hard for a little bit to complete a chapter or to complete a a segment of research or to Mm. complete a much smaller task. And then you Mm. have a break and that's okay. Mm -hmm. So it definitely feels intuitive. For me, at the moment, there is just like endless work question mark (laughs) so that's that's absolutely something that that i'll be i'll be considering as well
0: and that is actually a horrible place to be and i really want you to hear me when i say don't work for work question mark you need to set a goal and stick to that goal and then give yourself time off because when i had the agency and it was a constant sprint to the day that i had to pay salaries every month and i was never sure whether the work was coming in and all that's all just thoughts right it's all just oh will i make salaries this month will i get any more work the work could dry up tomorrow the whole thing could go tits up these people are relying on me in your case it's rent it's bills that is that is takes that's so taxing on your adrenals Mm -hmm. You have to be able to wrap it in some way. You have to be able to contain it or that work will just spill over into your life and it will be like having a thesis due every day for the rest of your life.
1: I mean maybe, uh, and this is something that obviously I need to discuss with my partner because we're both in this sort of boat where planning any kind of holiday seems impossible Mm because we don't know what work we will have, and we uh-huh. don't know what money we will have. So we haven't, like, we can't plan a holiday. We've had, we've been together for nearly two years. We've been on one weekend away, and that was to Dalesford midweek. And because it was midweek, everything was shut. So we. Ah! <laughs> Oh, my. we haven't even like been on a holiday so maybe yeah. that's
0: something to, to plan yeah I'm I haven't spoken to Sam about it yet but I'm considering at the end of my 12-week sprint kind of doing a taper week where you sort of get all the admin and all that stuff out of the way then doing just a week where I don't answer my emails and then having four or five days away when they went to New Zealand a couple of years ago I stayed at this little like one room place in an artist's house in Avoca and I took the dog and it was by the beach and we went for a walk every day and I really got a lot of really good quality thinking time done so I'm thinking I might have a chat to Sam about doing that in April just having four or five nights of just on my own time that big time to think so that I can plan the next 12-week sprint
1: now, if any of this has struck a chord with anyone, if you think that you want to work in sprints, if you think that you just, you relate to our struggles and, and what we're trying to work on this year, let us know. Sign up on the website. Contact us on social media. Yep. It would be really fantastic to hear it. Yep, it would be amazing. Well, where can you find us on social media, Stacey? Uh, you can find us on our
0: website at minimumbaseline.com instagram at minimum dot baseline or twitter at minimum baseline or you can follow taryn on twitter
1: under you should. you should i'm nearly at a thousand followers so... are you yeah okay maybe that's the instead of asking for five star reviews we should see
0: if you can get to a thousand followers
1: uh, <laughs> i mean <laughs> tell your friends yeah everyone follow me on twitter i mean Twitter is slowly breaking as predicted so I may not hit a thousand it may be up to you but (laughs) you you can still give us five star reviews uh you can jump on your podcast app of choice may it be Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any of those things leave us some feedback make it good make it fun or just make it five stars and leave that's that's also fine (laughs) Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or our RSS
0: feed on our website.
1: Thank you. And Thank good. Bad. bad.